Hello, we are Restoration Church Chicago and welcome to our podcast. You can connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Our mission is to glorify Jesus everywhere, and that includes right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in. Well, good morning. Good morning to Restoration Church and to those of you that are visiting, maybe for the first time, maybe visiting from out of town. Um, As I've been introduced, my name is Chanel, and I thought I might just give you a little idea of what to expect this morning, so you're not sitting there nervous and anxious and worrying when you should maybe head for the back door. Um, And so I thought I'll just sketch a little picture of what this morning will look like and what we're going to do together and trust God for. And so as Hugh mentioned um, in the Bible in many places, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 14, Ephesians 4, Romans 12, there it speaks about the gift of prophecy or being able to prophesy or simply to hear the voice of the Lord, either for ourselves or for somebody else. And so I think, well, I know that we are definitely the only uh, religion on the planet that serve a God, serves a God that is alive and that still speaks to his people today, face to face. And so that really is what I have come this morning with that in my heart. Um, I have done the best I can to pray, uh, to ask God what it is that he wants to share with you this morning as a church, as a church family. Uh, For those of you that are visiting or maybe from out of town, uh, this primarily is for the local church, but God speaks to us through um, messages that we hear all the time. And so if it applies to you, just take it as well. And uh, so I do the best I can to hear God's voice for you as a church family, Uh, but the Bible also says that we need to test prophecy. And so when someone comes and they say, well, they're feeling or sensing something uh, from God, it's for you to be able to take that, I submit what I say to, to, um, to Hugh and Mark as the elders of this church, they work through that and go, okay, what are we gonna do with that? How are we gonna action that? What do we feel is for now? What do we feel is for five years time? And so I really just come uh, humbly and share with you in part, it says that we hear in part and we prophesy in part. And so I bring a part this morning of what it is that God's building here. I submit that to the elders and they then decide how to lead you in that as a church family. Does that make sense? So we all sort of know uh, what we're doing this morning. Um, For those of you that maybe don't know, I'm from South Africa. So um, I have uh, flown a long time and over a good... um, Times, uh, uh, time difference, um, but I'm very blessed with my, 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 my clock. I can switch quite easily. And so I come from a church called the Storehouse Church in Port Elizabeth. Um, and you need to know this morning and today that the church back home where I come from are praying for you. Uh, we partner with you as a church in terms of them releasing and sending me here to be with you. And uh, so they are praying for us this morning. They're praying for you as a church And so it's wonderful to know there's people across the world that you've never met and you probably never will, (laughs) but that are praying because we worship the same Jesus. And uh, so I just wanted to put that out there this morning. You might be used to um, announcements, some songs, a preach, and then we all go and have coffee. I'm just warning you, it might look a little different this morning, and um, just so that you're not completely caught unawares. And so what I'm going to do is really start off by just sharing a picture that I had for you as a church 
um, give you some keys around that and then just allow God to minister as he wants to. But I thought I'd maybe just, if this is new to you or you've never seen it before, I felt just to demonstrate something of what the prophetic is. So God can speak to us through um, people, for a person or for a church or for a city or for a nation. And so this morning as Rain was uh, playing keyboards, I was just reminded of your name. And I felt like the Lord said that your name is prophetic of who you are, that you weren't called Rain by accident. It wasn't like your parents went like, oh, that's a good word, let's just choose that name. But that there was something in the heart of God when your name was spoken. And every time your name is spoken, it's like the prophetic word of God, the prophetic plans and purposes of God over your life are spoken. And I felt firstly you could interpret your name as rain, rain that comes from the sky, and it wets people. And I felt like there is a rain of God that he wants to release through you, the rain of the Holy Spirit. And I felt like as you led worship this morning, that God would say that into the future, even now and into the future, that you can expect with faith to release the presence of God to people through your worship that it would be like they would be standing under the reign of the presence of God, the, the, that anointing of the Holy Spirit, that you would release that, and that every night time your name is spoken, it's like there's something of the presence of God uh, that is released. And so I feel like your, your name, reign, speaks about the reign of the presence of God that you're going to release to people, not only behind a keyboard and behind guitars and everything else you learn to play, but actually that you would be able to release the presence of God. And then the other thing I felt your name could mean was reign, like a king reigns um, on a throne. And I felt like you would be someone that would establish the rule of God, the rule and reign of God in places. That where you go, you would speak the truth of God. And as the truth of God came, it would bring the reign of Jesus, the truth of Jesus um, into that place. And even that you would stand, I feel like you have a real sense of what's right and wrong. And when things are wrong, it really bugs you. Um, and you want to you wanna fix it, you want to make it right. And I feel like there's something of you that when there is injustice, where people are being, um, something is happening that is not just. I feel like there's a rain, the reign of God's gonna break in through your life, through the truth of God upon your life. And you're gonna, make, you're gonna want to make things better for other people. And I feel like God's gonna even skill you in what it is that you study one day to be able to bring the rule and reign of God into people's lives, that their lives change for the better because you have come in and you have corrected injustice. And so I wanted to just encourage you in that. And so that's really what prophecy looks like. I just get a picture or I hear something and I'm able to, in faith, release that to that person. You then go, yeah, that makes sense or that makes no sense. And if it makes no sense, you just push it to the side and you say, well, maybe she made a mistake. Or you feel like, man, there's something in that. Then you receive that in faith as from the Lord. All right. So but I'll just uh, sh share that a little bit with you this morning. And so for the church, for Restoration Chicago, for this amazing a church family that God has knitted and planted in this place for such a time as this. You are not here by accident. The picture that I had for you in praying was of a red carpet, and I felt like there was this red carpet coming right down the center of, the, of this building. And I felt like you are a church that has made a way for, the king, for king Jesus to come that your worship attracts King Jesus. And as he came into your presence, as he came into your worship, because it was attracting him, he came down this red carpet and he said, it's like you have welcomed me as the king into your presence. And there was this massive sort of throne chair on the stage. And he said, I come and inhabit the praises of this people. 
because I've been welcomed. It's like you've laid out the red carpet. You've honored me. And I just felt to encourage you that your worship before the Lord, not only in song, but in heart, on honoring him, has made a way and it ushers in his presence into this place and he can take his rightful place as King Jesus in this place. And then the, the picture that I saw was this red carpet was then taken from the foyer and it was rolled out into the street. And I felt like the Lord said that you are to expect people coming through the red, through, on the red carpet into your, into your building. And I felt like the reason it was laid out into the street was I felt like the Lord said that he is welcoming people, that he is going to bring you people into this place on the very carpet that he has been ushered in. He will usher people into this place. And in Acts 2, it speaks about where the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says the church grew in number. It says that 3,000 were added to them. I'm not sure where you're going to put 3,000, and I'm not putting a number on it. But I felt like, and it says, but he added to their number. And I felt like God said, he will add, he will add, he will add. And there's this red carpet, I feel, that's out to the community. And I saw people starting to walk in on this red carpet, um, following as Jesus added them to this place. And so I wanted to encourage you, just even in your chairs, I'm not sure if they're all unpacked and all out, but I feel like there's going to be a need for more and more chairs to be put out as people come in on this red carpet that has welcomed Jesus in and it will welcome them um, into this place. So I wanted to encourage you in that. And so what the prophetic does, when God speaks to us for a church, when he speaks to us for individuals, I'm not sure if you're anything like me, I would love to sit back and go, well, I'm just gonna sit and wait very patiently until God just makes that happen. You know, it's just, it's, one day it's just gonna fall from the sky and it's gonna be fantastic. I don't have to do anything. I can just stay at home and watch Netflix and you know, have good coffee and walk my dog and you know, things will be fantastic. And then that prophetic word one day is just gonna to come to pass because Jesus said it, so it's pretty much up to him to make, you know, to fulfill it. But actually, the prophetic is not a guarantee. So when God speaks to us, he says, whether he speaks to us through his word, whether he speaks to us through prophetic gifts and prophecy, he says that my prophetic word is not a guarantee. My prophetic word and my word to you is an invitation to partner with the truth, to see it come to pass. And so you see, there's a difference between, man, this is guaranteed, you will get a refund on this. No matter what you do, how it breaks, you'll get a refund. <laughs> But actually, when God speaks to us, he says, no, it's an invitation. He's saying, this is my future for you. This is what I see into the future. I see people coming into this building. I see a harvest. I see new babies being added to this place. I see um, your seats becoming more in demand. I see maybe you might have to do a second service. I see all those things. And he says, wow, that's what I'm wanting to do. That's my future, my preferred future, and my plan for this church, for this church family. But he says, that is not a guarantee. He says, I'm inviting you in that moment when I say that, that I've put you here to partner with me. And partner means you do some things and I do some things. Who's ever had a partner that doesn't do any work? <laughs> whether that's a spouse or whether that's a, a business partner, you just feel like you're pulling all the weight and they're doing nothing. They're just enjoying the benefits. And so God's saying, I'm calling you to partner with me in the promises that I've spoken over you, spoken over your life, spoken over the church, and I'm inviting you to do your part and I'll do my part. 
And together we'll partner to see that promise come to fulfillment. Does that make sense? And so sometimes we've had amazing words about healing or we've had words about our family being restored or the Bible speaks about laying hold of the promises of people and the harvest coming in. And we have these wonderful promises and sometimes we get a little disillusioned. <laughs> we get a little tired. Maybe our marriage is not in a great place, but you feel like God says, I will restore. But man, time goes by and there's a delay. And we think, well, that person that spoke that made a mistake. Or maybe that's not what the word says. Or maybe that's not what's going to happen. But that's the time when God says, I want you to lay hold of the promises. I want you to partner with me. I want you to have a faith that is active. And I felt for you as a church that the promise of the lost, you have a promise around the lost coming in. Not just church transfers, but lost people that do not know Jesus as, as Savior would come into this place. That is your inheritance. Those people I saw coming in on that red carpet are people that are going to experience Jesus in this place. I felt like lives being restored where marriages were broken, where family relationships were broken, where kids were estranged, that people's lives are going to be restored. Families are going to be restored. I felt like in, um, in Isaiah where it speaks about that you would be repairers of broken walls, where there's broken walls in people's lives that you would repair, and that you would allow Jesus' followers, those that know Jesus, to become mature to do that same thing, to bring others again into the kingdom of God. And so that's a promise that I feel for you as a church. And I felt like the Lord said, there are three things that he has given you in this season. They are not exclusive. They are not, this is the only things that you're gonna do and you just, anytime the elders say, let's do something else, you say, well, it's not those three things. <laughs> so this is just part of it. But I felt like there were these three arrows that God was giving you to be able to use and um, in this season to see that which is promised come to pass. The first one was around prayer. I just felt an emphasis around prayer for you as a church. I felt like part of calling those in on the red carpet would be through prayer. It would be through prayer and fasting, that you would call them in, in prayer. Those that, that are lost, those that need restoration, those that need repair in their lives would be called in through prayer. And I felt like you would move things in the realm of the spirit through prayer that you would then see outwork in the natural. And sometimes we just want to see, we, the promise of God comes and we go, well, we're not seeing it. And he says, well, I've actually called you to partner with me in prayer to see the promise fulfilled. The second thing is I felt that um, another one um, sort of error I felt the Lord giving you at this time was in worship. And I felt like your worship, as, it, as, I, as I saw your worship attracting the King of Kings into this place, that he was enthroned in this place, that as you worship in faith together, that it would be used as a weapon. That worship is not just about goosebumps and nice music and wow, that's wonderful. But actually that God was using prayer and worship as a weapon for you to be able to lay hold and fight for the promises that God has for you. And then lastly, I felt that God used the word community. He said that you are gonna do this in community through authentic relationships as a church family that you would come and you would fight together in prayer, that you would come and fight to lay hold of the promises of God through worship, and that you would do it as a community. And I just saw you coming together, not in the most spiritual ways often, just around a meal or around 
getting together around coffee and that prayer and worship would become the most natural thing for you in community. And God says, as you use that weapon, it's to call in those that need to come in on that red carpet. And I feel like in prayer and through using worship as a, as a weapon, that people would come in on that red carpet into this place where they would come and be restored, where they would come and be repaired, and that they would come to be matured in the gospel. And so that's not gonna come to pass by you sitting home watching Netflix, as much as we'd love to do that. What makes you think Net I like Netflix? Because that's what I do when I'm off and I have nothing else to do, is we watch a bit of Netflix. Now this is gonna come through three, three things. The first one is through an active faith. The second one is through an intentional fight. And the third one is through physical, uh, spiritual fitness. You think, wow, what does that all mean? And I thought, well, you can see that on the board. Now comes my little bag of tricks. I had three little pictures for you. The first one, now I think I'm living in the land of sneakers. Because everybody in America seems to be having like just the best sneakers ever. I'm like going, I just wanna go and buy every sneaker I can find because they just look so funky. And everyone has a pair of sneakers and whether you're wearing an evening dress or you're going to sleep, you have sneakers on. But most sneakers are used just for casual wear. We're just walking around with them. You know, we're not really putting in much pressure on them. They're just sort of going with us wherever we go. But I have my running shoes. Now running shoes are completely different to sneakers. <laughs> All right, so running shoes, huh? tackies, yeah, in South Africa we call them tackies. These are running shoes, these are ASICs, you get Nikes, and they are different to sneakers because you need to do something with them. Having them in your cupboard does not help you as much as I do try and go by that principle. Just leave them in your cupboard and you might get fit. <laughs> now you actually need to put them on, you need to put some good socks on with them, and they are made to go the distance. When you buy these, they will say to you, you can probably do five, you know, thousand kilometers with them, or you can do so many kilometers before you need to replace them, because it's going to take some pounding. You see, God has called us, and I'm going to read a scripture, so these are my first little props. <laughs> He's called us to a faith that is active. Now, I want to read a scripture, they're going to put it up. It comes from Hebrews. It says, so don't allow your heart to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who are fully received, who fully received what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. I'm just gonna stop there for a moment. In the, I'm gonna just read it again for you. So don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully received what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. In the New, new um, International Version, it says, we do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patient inherit what has been promised. And when it speaks about don't become dull, don't lose your enthusiasm, don't become lazy, it actually means that we are to exercise a faith that is active. Not a faith that sits at home and goes, well, you know, God said he was bringing some people into the life of the church, so we'll just wait Sunday to Sunday and see if they arrive. 
Now he's saying, I want you to engage. That's how we take hold of the promises of God. So whether it's a promise over your family, over your marriage, over healing, over your finances, God has given you a promise. He said it's not to sit passively. That word faith is not one that's interpreted as a passive faith, but as an active faith. You see, we're not exercising sneaker faith. <laughs> we are exercising running faith running shoes faith, where we put them on and it looks like something. <laughs> it looks like saying, you know what, I am not going to wait just and hope that things happen. No, I'm going to actively pursue the promise of God. It's something that's active, it's not passive. It's how we partner with God. And so we are active in our faith. We are active in prayer. We are active in worship. We are active by declaring the word of God, by taking the prophetic words that God's spoken over your life, over your marriage, whether that's through the Bible or through prophetic words, taking the words God's spoken over this church and saying, we declare that word. We worship that word into existence. We pray that word into existence. We come together as community and we live that out together. It's an act of faith that sees the promises of God come to pass. That's how we partner with the promises of God. We don't just sit and go, oh, I'm just gonna put my sneakers on and we're just gonna go for a stroll. <laughs> no, we're putting on some, some running shoes that are, that are active and not passive. And what is our faith active in? Where do we put our faith? It's not a presumptuous faith that just says, well, I want a red Bugatti, Mr. Liam. Um, I don't want, to, you know, I just want that Bugatti, black or red or whatever. I just want it, so I'm just gonna wait for that to come. I'm just gonna hope that that happens. No, we put an active faith in the God who we know is faithful to his promise. So we don't come and we say, oh, we're just hoping, we're just praying something into the air. No, we actually, our faith is active and it's put in a God that is true and faithful and good and true to his word. We put our faith in a God that says, that, um, it carries on in that scripture and he says that he is not a God that he would lie. So he doesn't come and dangle the promises of God. Oh, he has healing for you, he has a harvest of souls, he has financial breakthrough, he has a restored marriage, and then so we'll try your best to see if you can make it happen. <laughs> he says, no, let's engage our faith in a God who we know is faithful and true to his promises. And if he has said it, I will believe it until I see it. I will keep contending, I'll keep fighting and have an act of faith that believes. And so as a church in these times, as you pray, as you worship, as you live in community, have an active faith, a faith that is active, not passive. A faith that's gonna mean I'm gonna show up. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit at home and just wait until I see those things. You see, what happens is when there's a promise of God, we exercise our faith. And can I say, as soon as you start exercising your faith, as soon as you're putting on your running shoes and you're taking off your sneakers, something's gonna happen. There is an enemy that's gonna come and say, thanks, but no thanks. Not gonna happen. I want your marriage to fail. I want your finances to be dismal. I want you to um, 
have a family that's falling apart. I don't want this church to walk in a fullness. I'm going to stop people from coming here. I'm going to distract them. I'm going to keep them from the purposes and promises of God. He's going to come to you and he's going to distract you. And he's going to come and say, oh, Vanessa, why would God use you? You know, like Liam, do your prayers really matter? Like you, you know, I think you're trusting for things for the church that are a little bit too big. I might do it for like that other church down the road, but you know what? I think you must just lower your expectations. Just, you know, I think you're thinking too much of me as God. <laughs> you see, the enemy comes and he'll firstly attack who we, who we think God is for us and who, what we feel we can do in God. He'll attack who God is and our identity. And so as we come in prayer, as we come in worship, as we come as a community and we trust for the promises and we try and lay hold of the promises of God and we give ourselves to an act of faith, there is a fight that you are going to engage in. You see, fear and doubt and unbelief is going to start creeping in. Did God really say? Is he really going to come through? Are we really going to see people get saved? Are we really going to see that person get healed? Is God really going to use me? And so as much as we have a, a faith that needs to be active, we also need to be ready for a fight that's intentional. And I love this, uh, the guy that leads our church at home, he says, I want to go and pick a fight with the enemy. <laughs> he says, I want to go and pick a fight and say, you know what, that person that you have bound, that person that you are destroying through disease, these finances that need to come into alignment, I'm going to pick a fight with you and intentionally go after the works of the enemy to get them back for the kingdom of God. And so we have a faith that's active. We have a fight that's intentional. And can I say, what does that fight look like? That fight looks like being able to recognize the voice of the enemy in your life. Where you just go, well, this is just the marriage I'm going to have. Or this is just going to be our finance. Or this is just going to be our church. Or this person's just never going to get healed. We're just never going to see this person set free. Or we can stand up and we can come together in community and we can use prayer and worship as a weapon to pick a fight with the enemy. And saying, as we fight in prayer, as we fight with the weapons of our, war, uh, our worship, as we come together in community and we fight together, because you see, when we fight alone, we are slim pickings. <laughs> but when we fight together in community, we can lay hold of the plans and the purposes of God for us together. And so that's what looking, that's what it looks like to pick a fight. We put on our shoes, our active shoes of faith. We believe God for who he says he is, what he can do, and who he's made us to be. And we engage in the fight, and we come and we pray, and we put our feet in prayer meetings. <laughs> we put our feet here on a Sunday. We come and we worship together. We meet during the week. We have meals where we pray, and we have communion, and sometimes we fast, and we don't have meals. <laughs> And then we come together and we break it together. But we pick a fight and we intentionally go after the promises of God. And then lastly, I know some of these things got lost during COVID. We just decided to make sourdough bread and watch Netflix. Some of us got a little out of shape and maybe gained a few pounds. 
But you see, it's going to take a spiritual fitness for us to lay hold of the promises of God. And I can't hold this for very long and preach at the same time. <laughs> My physical fitness needs some working. But man, I'm going to come with an active faith that believes it's not about being passive and just waiting, that I need to partner with God to see his promises come to, to fulfillment. I need to pick up the sword and pick a fight through prayer, through worship, through community, in community. And I need to build a spiritual fitness. Because can I say, some things that God promises doesn't come tomorrow. They don't come in a month's time. They don't come in five years' time. We can ask uh, the graves that are here today from Canada. They've served the Lord and led a church for 25 years. Things don't always happen overnight. <laughs> but there's a spiritual fitness that we keep fit in the spirit by saying, I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep in the spiritual disciplines. I'm going to keep worshiping. I'm going to stay in community because those things are like going to the gym. You see, we start exercising our prayer muscle. We start exercising our worship muscle. We start exercising life in community and not life on our own. And as we do that, our muscle grows stronger and stronger and we become spiritually fit. But when I'm only like occasionally picking up like half a dumbbell and it's like, oh, I'll pick it up today and maybe in like five weeks time I'll pick it up, you are not gonna get any more spiritually fit. I'd love that to be the principle but my body tells you that that little plan doesn't work. <laughs> no, we need to be exercising that muscle on a regular basis to see the promises of God fulfilled. And so as a church, you have promises. As individuals, you have promises. As families, you have promises. Marriages, finances, business, they are the promises of God that if you would incline your ear to hear, He's either spoken them or he wants to speak them. Or that it's in the word of God as a promise to us as his people. We are not going to get a guaranteed result just because we think, well, that's good. No, we need to actively engage to lay hold of the promises of God. We need to put on our running shoes. We need to activate our faith, be active in our faith, not passive. We need to know that there's going to be a fight, that it's not going to be one day or three days or three months. Sometimes we are going to have to fight for a prolonged period of time to see the promises of God come to fulfillment. And lastly, it's going to have to be something that we don't do once or twice. Well, I've come twice to your prayer meeting. I think I've done my job. <laughs> no, we stay spiritually fit by continuing day after day week after week, coming in prayer, coming in worship, gathering in community to fight together for the promises of God. You see, we are living in times right now where things are gonna get harder. I think we can look around. You don't need to be prophetic to figure that out. And man, the promises of God are still yes and amen. And we, as Christ followers, as those that believe, can expect of God to see the fulfillment of those promises even in dark times. Amen. That the church is still going to see its greatest harvest. We are going to see signs, wonders, and miracles like we've never seen before. We are going to know the presence of God in our meetings. We are going to see revival upon the planet. 
But can I say, God says, I have done my part upon the cross. <laughs> I have paid for it all. It's accessible to you, but it's through an active faith. It's through a fight. It's through staying physically and spirit, or spiritually fit that we inherit those promises. It's not gonna come by the church being passive and I can just, you know, I'll just sort of go to church once a month and I'm sure I'll tick the box and Jesus will be happy. <laughs> now, if we're wanting to inherit the harvest, if we are wanting to inherit the promise, if we wanna see revival, if we wanna see signs, wonders, and miracles, we are going to have to partner with God. You see, he's done it all. We don't fight for victory, but we fight from victory. And we grab hold and we access that which Jesus has done on the cross. He's, and we access that by faith in who we believe he is and who he said he is and who he said we are and what we can do as a result. So sometimes I know we love to just hear, well, you know, just come to church, love Jesus, smile at your neighbor and everything will be okay. <laughs> we are in a spiritual battle for the kingdom of God to come upon the earth. He has already won that battle, but we need to enforce the victory that he won on the cross. And that's actually gonna take some Christ followers, some Christians, those of us that tick the box on our forms that we are Christians, <laughs> that know it's actually an act of faith where we fight and we need to develop a fitness. Can I ask you to stand and, I don't know if Fan or someone can go on the keys. Rain, are you happy to just play some chords in the background? Hmm. I know this might feel like a weighty message and I hope it does. <laughs> You see, I come here this weekend and tomorrow I get on a plane and I fly home and I fight with my church for our inheritance. <laughs> but man, while I'm here, I wanna speak courage and faith into you for what it is that God has promised you as a church, as families, as individuals, as marriages. And I want you to ask yourself, you are welcome to close your eyes if you'd like, if you don't wanna be distracted or your level of faith connected to the promises of God right now? You're just saying, well, I've never even thought about that. Didn't even realize I had to do something. <laughs> maybe you've got to a place where you've had faith before and you've maybe lost faith because you haven't seen things happen on your timeline. You've seen a delay as no instead of a not yet. Maybe you've been fighting and trusting in your marriage and your finances and your family and you just haven't seen what it is that you want to see and you've said man I've put down my sword maybe you're here today and you're just saying man I feel fresh faith in God I want to take off my sneakers and put on my running shoes this morning I want to pick a fight with the enemy I want to go after I want to become spiritually fit to fight this battle and Holy Spirit I pray that wherever we are this morning on that scale I pray Jesus that you would you would show us afresh by your spirit what we can trust you for what you have said remind us of your promises 
Remind us of your goodness. Remind us of your faithfulness. Remind us of the call of God upon our lives. Remind us of the call of God upon this church. Remind us of what it is that you have promised us, what we can expect to still and yet see. And I pray for an impartation this morning for every person here, for fresh faith, for fresh strength, to be able to lay hold of the promise and the promises of God over our lives. Father, we love to hear your voice. We love to hear the promises of God. We love to have that little box where every day we pull out a scripture and it says, this is the promise from God. But today I pray that we would know God, that those promises are true. They are yes and amen, but that they are gonna require us partnering with you in prayer, in worship, in community, in going after what it is that you have promised for us. We thank you for the work upon the cross. We thank you that it's done that there's healing, there's restoration, there's salvation, there's deliverance that comes and has been won for us on the cross. But today we put on our shoes of faith. We put on our, our running shoes of faith. We activate our faith to believe that is possible. We partner with that truth. We, we pick a fight with the enemy. We say, Lord, we wanna see the work of destruction and oppression and depression upon people's lives broken. We want to see people coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus. And we are going to pick up our swords and cut the enemy's head off. And Jesus, we are going to give ourselves to become spiritually fit. We are going to be fit in prayer and fasting. We are going to be fit in worship. We are going to give us ourselves to becoming fit in community together, training, working together to see and to lay hold of your promises. So I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would come today. You would come today. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. 